0: Hello, and welcome to Kissa, a story podcast. I'm your host, Javara, and today we're continuing with scary stories to celebrate the wormhole that links our seen world with the hazy, scary world of spirits during this, the month of October. Today, we're heading further into Asia, exploring two stories about beautiful women. On the last day of our own vacation, Each of us write our pick for the next year's destination on a slip of paper and put it into a hat. Then we pick out our next destination. Earlier this year, on the last evening of of our amazing Tanzanian adventure, we picked Japan. I've spent most of my life painting Japan in brush strokes of delicacy, beauty, refined culture and precision. I imagine cherry blossoms, I see Mount Fujiyama, and now I cannot get my head around or away from scary, weird stories. I can't wait to go to Japan and discover even more such stories. Until then, this one will have to do in celebration of Halloween. Today we're going to learn about the story of Oiwa. Step back with me into a time before our own. A place that is unfamiliar to us. We are in Japan, of course. Looking into the courtyard of an old house just before dusk. There are two people. A young man dressed as a samurai. And with her back to us is a woman. The man looks distressed disgusted. Then he hesitates and hands the woman a mirror. She holds the mirror down by her side. She's perplexed. She asks him what's going going on. She knows what she looks like, of course. She's beautiful. She's always been beautiful. Some would say stunning, a peerless beauty. Certainly her her husband, a famous and skilled samurai himself, whose name was Ayuman, had told her this every day. He would proudly proclaim that she was the most gorgeous woman alive. Maybe there was a little part inside her that told her that maybe her husband only loved her for her beauty. But where was he? Where was Ayuman? Why was her husband's friend Takuetsu here instead? Why had he handed her a mirror? The woman, Oiwa, hadn't been able to decipher the look upon Takuetsu's face when she had opened the door to him, when he had looked upon her. Look at yourself, he said sorrowfully, finally, and you will understand. So she lifted her arm, lifting the mirror to her face. She screamed This was not the flawless face she had seen in every other mirror for all of her life until now. Her face was destroyed. Her skin was hanging out of her face in shreds. She was horribly disfigured. One of her eyes was drooping closed, almost melted. She barely had any strands of hair left on her head. Her scalp shining through tight, brown, and shiny. She cried loudly. She wailed, trying to make sense of what had befallen her. But this was not to be the worst surprise of her day. Takuetsu told her finally why he was here. He was here in her house at the request of her beloved husband, Ayuman. Ayuman had asked Takuetsu to rape his wife to rape Oiwa so he could have grounds for divorce. He wanted to marry another woman. Takuetsu was so shocked by her appearance and maybe disgusted, that he couldn't go through with the plans and he was struck with remorse and pity. So he told Oiwa of her husband's plans for her. Grabbing Takuetsu's samurai sword before he could even react, Owa sobbed as she proclaimed, I curse your name, Ayuman. Then she killed herself. Owa had been beautiful just a few days earlier. What had happened? Her beauty, it turned out, had become the root of her misfortune. Her looks had attracted jealousy and the evil eye from a woman named Ayume. Ayume hated Owa. For her beauty, yes, but also because Oime was in love with Ayoman, Oiva's dashing Samurai husband. In fact, they had been having an affair. But Ayoman wasn't willing to leave his beautiful wife for her. To force his hand, Oiva bribed one of the servants, who replaced sorry, Oime bribed one of her servants, who replaced Oiva's face cream with the poison. And unknowingly, Oiva started putting this face cream on her skin every night. This face cream had been poisoned and had destroyed Oiva's face unbeknownst to her. Her suicide actually turned out to be quite the gift for for uh, Oime and Ayaman. Excited that their way was clear, the couple made plans to marry. However, On the night of the wedding, as Ayman made his way to the room where his new wife awaited him, he saw only the ruined and distorted face of his dead wife, Oiva. Haunted by her ghastly visage, he fled, leaving his new wife, the wedding festivities, his family and his home. But he couldn't escape Oiva. He saw her face everywhere he looked. She was everywhere he was. Even in the lantern he used to light his way in the dark. He never escaped Oiva. Our next story is The Painted Skin. This story was written by a Chinese writer named Pu Songling and is probably one of the most well-known Chinese horror stories, even appearing in movie adaptations. It was translated into English in the the 19th century by Herbert Giles. So let's venture into Shandong. Once long ago, there was a Chinese scholar whose name was Wang. He was married and lived happily with his wife and family. But happy marriages and happy lives don't remain happy for long in stories like this. One dark and rainy evening while he was out, Wang came upon a beautiful young girl, shivering in the cold. Taking pity on her, and perhaps he felt something more than pity, he took her home with him. The young woman told him that she was a concubine who had run away from her abusive patron. Wang found himself falling in love with her. Unable to help themselves, the two made love in Wang's study, and they were lost in each other. Soon afterwards, Wang's wife discovered the affair and was understandably devastated. Wang was unrepentant and refused to let go of his new lover. The young woman started living in the same house. Wang would soon come to regret this decision. One day while at the market, a Taoist priest stopped Wang in the street. He was very agitated. He told Wang that he was possessed by a malevolent spirit. Of course, Wang dismissed this outlandish claim, told the man to get lost, and returned home. However, when he got home, the gates and doors were locked. No, his wife hadn't thrown him out and divorced him, sadly. Wang managed to find a door that was not fully closed and peered inside. Inside was a hideous green faced monster with sharp jagged teeth. Wang was horrified, struck dumb. What was happening? He didn't know what was going on. His blood was chilled even more when he realized that the monster was wearing human skin as a suit. Even as he watched, the monster touched up and repainted on its beautiful features. Yes, this was the creature he loved, the love of his life for whom he was willing to abandon everyone else. The monster was his new love. Our hero ran without checking if everyone else was safe at home, of course. So he ran back to the market and found the priest again, out of breath, His his teeth chattering with fear and shock, he told the priest what he had just seen. The priest gave him a talisman to ward off the monster. Still scared, Wang had no recourse but to head home. So he went home and he hung the charm outside his bedroom. This did nothing. Nothing except enrage the monster. The talisman didn't stop her at all. Instead, angry, she came inside his room and ripped out Wang's heart, killing him instantly. Of course, Wang's wife found out what had happened to her husband, and she too ran to the marketplace and found the priest begging him to help her, begging him to give her back her cheating husband. The monster had disappeared meanwhile. The priest was enraged and traced the monster to Wang's brother's house, where the monster had taken the guise of an old servant. Unable to hide from the priest's magic spells, the monster showed her true form. The priest managed to immobilize the monster just long enough to behead it. The monster's body shed its skin and dissipated into nothingness. The priest rolled up the skin and locked it away. However, Wang was still dead, with a gaping wound in his chest. Wang's wife wanted him back. I don't know why. I just tell the story here. Anyway, she begged the priest to return Wang to her. But he said sorrowfully that he wasn't able to help her. She begged some more. So he said, he might know someone else who might be able to help. He might. He sent the wife on a quest to find a certain half-mad beggar who lived in the city. She was to do whatever it was that this madman told her to do and not argue with him and not resist. So the wife goes into the city. She asks around and she finds the mad beggar. He berates her, makes fun of her, calls her names and demeans her. The wife bears it all. I mean, she was a good wife, right? Finally, the beggar hawked up a glob of phlegm. Charming. It gets better. He then forces her to swallow this germ-infested, totally, totally gross phlegm. And he leaves. There isn't enough bleach to rid me of this horrible, yucky image, but we'll continue Dispirited and disgusted, the wife returned home. Funeral preparations began for Wang. The wife sobbed as she sat by her dead husband. She started feeling physically ill, which I'm not surprised by, frankly, considering what she had just swallowed, but anyway. She coughed and coughed, unable to breathe, like something was obstructing her breathing. If you weren't grossed out enough, the phlegm had hardened, and that's what was obstructing her breathing. Breathing, She coughed some more and then spat out the hardened lump. But it's not a mere hard lump of phlegm. It was a beating, fluttering heart. The wife placed the heart in the vacant cavity on her husband's chest and gradually Wang came back to life. Yay! How's that for a cautionary tale? Don't cheat, guys, because beautiful women can be monsters. But wives, wives will drink gross madman beggar phlegm for you. Yeah, no, no, not this wife, though. Nope. Thank you, as always, for listening to Kissa, a story podcast. Please subscribe, download, listen, review, and rate Kissa A Story podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join me next week for at least two other scary stories. Maybe gross? Spooky? Um, Until then, bye story lovers.